This podcast contains frank discussions about sex, kink, and BDSM. If you're a consenting adult who wants to learn more about these topics, then stay tuned. You're listening to Chief from kinkyevents.co.uk, helping you create the dom sub dynamic you've always fantasized about. Hello and welcome to another episode of Conversations with the Dom. It's been a little while since I uh, recorded a podcast, so I thought I should sit back down and speak to you lovely listeners. And I'm going to do something that I really enjoy doing, which is surfing Reddit uh, for hours on end. And um, hopefully, though, this will be useful because I'm going to be going through the BDSM advice subreddit and picking some questions at random giving you my answers to them. I think it's great because we'll hopefully cover a, a whole variety of topics, all the kind of things that, um, be, you know, doms and subs are worried about or have questions about. And maybe, just maybe, you'll get some of your questions answered as well. So without further ado, let's start. Um, this first question uh, piqued my interest. Someone said, how to still be sub while topping dom? The question goes, so my dom and I started exploring anal play on him and I managed to get a prostrate orgasm on my first try fingering. So proud. I loved it, but wanted advice on how to make sure he still feels like he's in control when in a slightly more vulnerable position. Okay, love this question. There's a few things here. So uh, first of all, congratulations to the guy for you know, trying anal play. Um, there's a big taboo about guys who want to, you know, enjoy anal play. So massive congrats. The, the, the anal opening uh, is highly, highly sensitive and it can be very pleasurable. So just there's this this thing about it, you know, you'll be called gay or not that that's a bad thing, but you know what I mean. Men can have their sexuality questioned or even question it themselves or feel ashamed if they want to try anal play. There is no need to be think like that. Just because you like anal play does not make you gay. And again, there would be nothing wrong with that anyway. So if you've ever thought about it, but you're worried, just put that thing out of your head. So these guys are very obviously great and um, it sounds like he uh, he has got a very supporting girlfriend as well who's been willing to experiment on that and um the other thing i'd say is that he he mentioned a prostate orgasm it's not possible for all all guys uh just like most orgasms just be sometimes for guys massaging the prostate which is i guess the the female uh, the male equivalent of the g spot it doesn't, it's not always pleasurable. It can be, it can be uncomfortable on guys. So again, if you, if you try this out and um, your guy does not like it, then that's okay, right? It's not for everyone, but um, yeah, so it can be pleasurable, but it doesn't necessarily always lead to orgasm. So yeah, what can I say about that? Um, Something else, though, to relate to the prostate. So one way is that one way that guys can strengthen their orgasm is by clenching. Uh, I say clenching. It's more of a a tensing of their PC, their their prostate, um, their PC muscle. It's the equivalent. When people try and do this exercise, they they tense their whole bum, 
That's not really what you're doing here. What you're doing is using the same muscle you would use to stop yourself peeing. Okay, so you're peeing and right in the middle and you need to stop. You, it's that same feeling. And if you do it right, if you put your finger between your balls and your, and your anus, you will feel a muscle there and you will feel it swell and contract when you do that movement. So there's various, just like any muscle, you can train it and make it stronger. And um, there's a, when you orgasm as a guy, that muscle spasms and it contracts and it's kind of rubbing up and down against the prostate and it feels really good. So the stronger that muscle is, the more it will contract and therefore you will have stronger orgasms. So if you're a guy and you want to try that, then, you know, just practice doing those PC squeezes. Um, you can do different types of one. You can maybe hold it and then relax it. Hold it for five, relax it for five. You might want to hold it for a long time, like 30 seconds, and then release it. You might just want to try breathing in, and when you breathe in, you tense it and let it out. But if you keep doing that, I, I promise your orgasms will get stronger. All right, so we've gone on a bit of a bit of a side topic there. So let's get to the question. Um, the, the main point of this question is that the sub, the woman, um, and again, not all subs are women, not all women are subs, uh, it just happens to be, in this case, the dom is a man and the sub is a female. It, it, yeah, the, the, I think the, the, it, for those who haven't heard the word topping, by the way, because she asks how will, how to still be sub while topping dom. So topping essentially means in that scene, who is the one doing the stuff to the other person? And in this case, she is playing with his his anus or is in its prostate so is she still a sub because he's kind of lying back there and take it and yeah i think for me you can you can be a dom and have things done to you an example would be having a massage if you're just lying there and the other person's in control of giving you that massage does that make them a dom no you're still the dom um likewise if the person's giving you a blowjob or going down on you does that mean just because they're doing the action that you're then the sub? No. And just like this, just because they are the one giving you pleasure and fingering you does not make you the sub. But now here's the thing. It's all about context. And I, I say this in my book, Sensational Scenes, which you can get from kinkyevents.co.uk. It's not just about what you are doing. It's about how and why you are doing it. And this is such a key point, and I, I'm going to say it again. It's not just about what you were doing, the action, right? So it's not the fingering or the sucking or whatever. It's how and why you were doing it. Because you could do this same action, or in fact, you could do any action in two ways. You could do it in a dominant way, or you could do it in a submissive way. When, let's say um, you are going down on a girl or a woman, or a guy for that matter, it doesn't matter. But if you're going down on someone, the energy you are bringing to that scene is kind of the thing that will determine, as well as what you're doing, whether you're the dom or the sub, right? You know in your head which one you are. So just because I'm going down on a woman does not make me the sub. Sub, um, I can still be going down on someone in a dominant way that makes sense the energy i'm bringing 
the way I'm doing it, maybe I'm doing it in a teasing way or I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm winding her up to orgasm and then stopping. So I'm kind of keeping her right on that edge of orgasm denial. Those are quite dominant things to do. And as the sub, she enjoys that. Uh, likewise, if I was the sub and my partner was the dom, then I could go down on her, but, um, in a more submissive way. And she could, she could be there doing exactly the same thing as before, but I'm doing it in a more submissive way. So I could be asking, I could be asking her what, this feels really weird talking, saying this because it comes so uh, unnaturally to me, um, being a sub, but, and I'm not a sub, so I'm having to kind of make this up. But if I was a sub, I, you know, I'd ask them, oh, um, you know, tell me what you want. Um, am I doing it right? Uh, I, I'd, I'd be purposely, or I'd change positions. Like I'd, I'd position myself on my knees to do it rather than lying on the bed maybe. So again, it's not what you're doing. It's how, and the context and the energy you're bringing to the situation. So don't, you know, in this case, yes, the guy is lying there and getting his prostate massage, but the sub can still do that in a very uh, subby energy. Okay. And that's what some of these comments have said as well. You know, they've said things like, am I doing this right, sir? Is master proud of his good girl? Um, is that what you want me to do, daddy? You know, saying those kind of things, that kind of talk is, um, is making it that kind of thing. And maybe, you know, if you're into humiliation, maybe you could do a role play where the, the guy is, has forced you to do this to him and you're, you know, you're pretending you don't like it and, and you're being forced to do it and you find it gross, but you're kind of turned on by also giving him pleasure. Now, obviously that's not the case, but it could be a role play that might be hot for both of you. Um, so, or, uh, yeah, there's ways to make every action a, uh, a sub action or a dom action, the same action. Again, it's not just what you do, it's how you do it, why you do it, and the energy you bring to it. All right, hopefully that is useful. Ah, right, another one. Question two, um, new dom. What the fuck is a punishment? Ah, yes. He says, hi guys, I'm new to the whole dom sub thing. I recently starting a sub slash brat. And when we first started talking, it was going great. I let her play games. Um, I let her play her games and got through all of that and administered punishments that took us from uh, talking to now dating. But she, but now she's saying she doesn't want punishments. She wants punishments. I've no clue what that is. She says now that I'm not giving her the punishments she wants or expects, uh, but it's no different than the stuff I was doing in the beginning. Uh, okay, I didn't get that last bit, but um, yeah, let me let me explain. I mean, punish right, punishment, like any like most terms in BDSM and and DS, they are very open to interpretation and they mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So, my definition of a punishment is going to be different from the next person's definition of a punishment. My definition of a punishment is going to be very different. In fact, my definition of a DS relationship is going to be completely unique. No one, no one, just like a normal relationship, will potentially think in the same way and like the things I like in a relationship. So, um, the first thing is, if you're not sure about anything that your partner says, or the person you're dating says, or the person you're dating wants, 
ask them. Communication, communication, communication. You've heard it before. Communication is one of the aspects of BDSM. It is the key aspect, I would say, of BDSM and any relationship, but more, more especially in, in BDSM because it's super important. So first ask your partner, well, hey, I'd love, you know, I'd love to try that. That sounds great. Could you help me understand what you mean by punishments? And then just talk, you know, let her, let her say what she wants or him say what he wants, what punishments, uh, what, what punishments mean to them. Because otherwise, maybe you go away, you do some research, you listen to this podcast and I say punishments are X, Y, and Z. And then you give that to her and she's like, what are you, what are you doing? That's not punishment. That, that's not what I meant. So if you're not sure, ask your partner, ask your partner. And um, you might think, well, that takes some spontaneity out of it. I would argue, does it? Because maybe she's the sub, so why not sit her down and say, hey, well, that's a great idea. Why don't you write out 10 punishments that you would like? Um, and this is interesting because even doing that is sort of a punishment in a way. It could be. You're like, you're forcing them to write down things on a bit of paper. It's kind of a bit like writing lines, but it's, but it's, it's fun. It's for their own good. And it's, um, it's a bit of fun, right? So for me, I would class that as a punishment. Um, and then you get her to, you know, every time she makes, uh, does something that warrants a punishment, then you can make it a punishment by saying, hey, go and get that list of things you wrote out. Um, you could, again, some ideas, you could get a dice, you could roll it or a die and uh, whatever the number is, you pick that punishment from the list. You could rip them all into bit, individual bits of paper and put it in a, a hat and pull out one and that's the one you do. So these are all ways to make it a bit more fun. So, <clears throat> the, I mean, the, the, a punishment in BDSM is, if we're talking about really, really strict punishments, I guess where it came from is you're, you're punishing a service-orientated submissive. You want your service-orientated submissive otherwise known as a slave, to be to do exactly the things you've asked of her in exactly the way you want. And it comes from, I guess, if someone who is a master and has that kind of personality and enjoys that 24-7 master service-orientated type of um, DS. And they want things super disciplined. The sub has to do things exactly right. And any time they step out of line or get things slightly wrong, you as the dom correct them by way of encouragement or also a punishment. Now, most people though, in their DS relationships are not that intense. They don't want it 24-7. Maybe they just want to role play with dominance and submission during sex in the bedroom. Um, and so strict punishments probably don't make sense because there's no opportunity to punish the person because you haven't got a contract, you haven't got a BDSM contract, you haven't got a long list of rules that they're expected to follow and have been learning for months. So there's no opportunity to really do a punishment. And, um, you know, you're not going to suddenly give them a punishment for, I don't know, doing something wrong at work, right? That's not how it works. So I guess a punishment fills that gap. It's a way of emphasizing the dom-sub dynamic, the power dynamic in your relationship in a fun way but a lot of a lot of subs like to play 
the naughty girl or the naughty boy. You know, they've, they've done something wrong or, but they haven't really done something wrong. It's, it's a role play. A punishment is a role play where you're almost making up a reason to punish them. But because you both know it's not really that they've done something wrong. It's more of a fun punishment, a.k.a. a punishment. Okay, that's what it means to me. Hopefully that made sense to you. It's it's a bit long winded. But um, yeah, in summary, a punishment to me is is quite a strict thing. And a punishment is making it more relaxed, more fun. You're both joking around. You're not taking it too seriously. Whereas a, pun a strict punishment is 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 really about discipline and someone who likes more of that side of things. Um, let me give you some other examples. So um, if my sub talks bad at, back at me, I might do a fun little punishment where I will, um, you know, they have to kneel on the floor. They're not allowed to get into bed and uh, they're naked. So they get a bit cold and, and they're kind of giggling away because I won't let them in. And I'm, I'm not being stern. I'm kind of saying it. Well, you know, I'm saying it in a lighthearted way. I'm like, well, you know, you shouldn't have talked back, should you? Whose fault is it that you're cold? It's not mine. And they're kind of like, oh, please let me into food. So, you know, it's not it's not a serious thing. It's a punishment. Hope that makes sense. But ultimately, your imaginations, uh, let your imagination wild, run wild. It can be whatever you want. And I would say that most people, most subs would prefer punishments because, as I said, most people are not into that super serious DS that happens the whole time. Okay. Um, oh, this is a great one. I want him to be more rough. My Dom, 27 male, um, and I, 20, 24 female, don't live together. We need to wait until we get married in order for us to do so. Sometimes I will sneak him over to my house, have sex, or going or go to the hotel. So most of the time he will dominate me over the phone. On the phone, he's always, um, he, he, he's always be talking strictly and rough on me, which I like. I don't think this person's English is the first language. Um, he will ask me to play with vibrator and fuck myself with dildo. But when we're in real life, he's very soft and gentle to me in which I hope he, but I hope he would be rougher. He's actually having a problem where he's too focused on getting himself hard. So his mind is going somewhere else. Um, yeah, uh, this is great. And he, she says, uh, how, to, how to actually make him rough with me? What can I do to make him hard? Um, okay, lots of things going on here. So number one, let's talk about the get hard issue. We've all been there. You are super turned on and yet you can't get hard. This is purely a mental thing. Purely a mental thing in, I don't know, pretty much all cases. And it's it's caused by all sorts but it's it's basically there's something in your mind that's preoccupying your thoughts and taking taking you away from the moment and uh, you may not even be conscious of what that thing is but it's there it could be that you're stressed from work it could be that you've had a long day it could could be that your your feet are cold it could be that you're thinking about how your body looks men and women we all have these issues during sex and um you might you might just be tired right so Again, if a guy doesn't get hard, please, ladies, do not blame, do not think it's because he doesn't find you attractive. That is not the case. That is not the case. Um, also, don't put pressure on him. Don't say, um, I've had it happen to me before, and the, the woman would say afterwards, oh, um, are you not attracted to me? And that almost makes me feel bad. It makes the guy feel worse because not only can we get hard, but then not only have we not been able to get hard, 
We've not been able to have sex, so we've disappointed the person we're with. But then now we feel guilty because she feels bad because she thinks it's her. And then we have to do the reassuring and say, no, 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 it's not you. So please understand, ladies, if a man doesn't get hard, it's often nothing to do with you. Nothing at all. All right. So now we've got that out of the way. Um, let's talk about the rest of the question. Now, what's interesting here is he's, he can be rough and he can be dominant over text. I find the same thing. It's easier because, because you're slightly disassociated. It's more, you can almost develop your character. You can play a different role in that situation. It's much easier to do so because you, you, you're not seeing their instant reaction. You're not worried. Uh, it's less embarrassing if it goes wrong. I can type something, you know, in a sentence that's really dirty and send it off. And um, if the whole thing backfires, then I don't have to, you know, stare at my partner for the next three hours and, and them laugh at me, right? You just don't see their reactions. So it is easier to adopt a dominant personality over text. Um, you'll find this in anything. And I think most, most people can come across more confident and more funny over text. And then you go and meet them in real life and they're, they're nothing like that. It's the same thing happening. Um, the other thing is sometimes us, sometimes doms can get in the head and, and they, you know, we meet up with a person, we really like them. And, um, again, we, we, it's a worry. It feels almost weird to say really dominant stuff. If it's certainly, if it's out of character of how you normally interact, because it, it feels a bit fake. It feels like you're, you're, again, you are, but it feels, you know, you're playing this role of the dominant and it can be quite awkward going from the normal everyday situation to being that dominant. Um, and I do talk about this in my book as well, of, of having a four phases that you lead a submissive through. So you start with the lead in. Um, and this is where it's designed for both of you to get into the right mindset, for you to get into your dominant mindset and the submissive to get into their submissive mindset. You as the dominant are doing things to encourage them to be to get into their submissive mindset, and they can be doing things as well to help you get into your dominant mindset. Um, and again, this this is all in sensational scenes, but the the book, which you can find at kinkyevents.co.uk, yes, that was a plug. Please go buy it. Um, I spent a lot of time on it, and I think it's great. I'm biased, obviously, but for for a low low price, you can't go wrong. All right. Um, so now that's over the way, out of the way. Yeah. Um, so what can she do to help this guy become more dominant in person? Um, loads, loads she can do. Um, when he's texting her um, and, and you know, he's being dominant over text, she can support that. She can say, yes, I really like that. I really want to do that in person. Can we do that tonight when you come round? Right. So she's setting the expectation. She's giving him positive feedback that he, she is happy with what he's doing and what he's saying and that you want more of it. When he comes round, what could you be doing to put yourself into a submissive mindset and him into the dominant mindset? Lots of things. Maybe when you open the door, you're naked. That instantly creates a power dynamic. Maybe you're on your knees. Maybe um, you've made him a dinner. It depends if you're into kind of service-oriented submission, but... Um, maybe you are cooking him dinner and, um, 
you have him come in, you have him sit down, you present him with his dinner and you kneel at his side while he eats it or you kneel on the floor to eat yours while he is eating his at the table. What do you think that's going to do? That's going to put him into the dominant mindset. It's going to turn him on, especially if he's a dominant and he likes that kind of thing. So don't think as a submissive you have no power and that you are just there to lie back and take it. I've had submissives before who are like this and it's it's kind of annoying and um you know they'll be in bed and they'll just be like yeah well he's really dominate me and it's like well okay that's really vague can you give me more suggestions and what why am i having to put all the effort in what what are you doing to bring out that dominant in me and the answer was nothing in some cases some subs are really good at it some subs are not so as a sub have a go you know think about the things what positions can you put yourself in how can you make yourself physically smaller than your dominant how can you position yourself lower how can you put yourself in a more exposed position than them how can you use your words to emphasize the power dynamic all of those things will help bring out the dominant and not only that but encourage him encourage him or her if it's a female dominant that it's okay and that you want this and that you are turned on by this it's really difficult when you do dirty talk sometimes because you're like, well, this is really weird or um, this feels awkward. But if you know the other person, if the other person's giving you really great feedback and they're really loving it, then you know you're onto a good thing and you're going to create a virtuous circle and you're going to get better and better at it. Um, the final tip I would give is to plan out a scene. Um, if he has trouble... Uh, if he has trouble, maybe he can't think of something to do in the moment. So maybe together you can both sit down and you can write out a scene. Uh, and, and scene, I mean a BDSM scene. So write out a little um, set of things you're going to do. So think up a scenario. Maybe it's um, go with the classics like role play or dress up or whatever you want. Teacher, student, doesn't have to be that. Or it could just be something simple like, right, um, we're both into blindfolds and we both love sensual touch so it's got to have that in there and um the lighting will help so let's get candle light and um, i'm into rope so i want to be tied up so you write all those things down and that gives a nice framework for the scene you've both agreed on it you both know what's going to happen but it still allows for spontaneity amongst it as well and again practice doing those kind of things and eventually you'll find he is comfortable being dominant around you and with you when you're in person. So there it is. Those were three questions. Hopefully there were some interesting facts in there and you found it useful. Um, Reddit is always a goldmine for this kind of stuff. Lots of knowledgeable people on there giving their own personal experiences. I've learned a lot from it and um, I hope you learned a lot from this podcast. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Until then, check out kinkyevents.co.uk for lots of information for beginner dominance and submissives and do check out my book sensational scenes available from the very same website until next time take care you're listening to chief from kinkyevents.co.uk helping you create the dom sub dynamic you've always fantasized about